entertained? Are you not entertained? Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our lives. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. This is episode 262. And it's Sunday, December 23rd. December the 23rd. 2018. Two days before Christmas. Two days before Christmas. Jeff, you were wrong. We... We uh we did answered have, the call. We, we did, did have another episode. episode. We it followed, happened. We followed through with our commitment to our listeners. <laughs> Guys, this is a historical moment. It is. The French press following through. And we've also way more than just followed through what on do you that. Mean? What do you mean, Jeff? We not only have one, but two edibles this week. And we would have had a third one. But the third one is too special to share it yeah. with other edibles. <laughs> It's got to have its own thing. It Actually, does. It needs we're going to do it with something else, but that's a surprise. You know what else is special about this episode, Jeff? Something that, that listeners have been craving besides just obviously incredible information and entertainment. What? What? Guests. <gasps> guests? We it's have a, a guest? And tonight we're joined by someone special. I'll let Jeff do the introduction because this was Jeff's idea. Oh, Okay. Yeah, take it <clears throat> take it away, Jeff. Well, tonight, tonight, this afternoon, we have with us uh, a good friend of mine, a good friend of all of ours, I believe, Brian Pope, um, who is from Elkhart and basically um, is now a member of our church. And yeah, Brian, why don't you uh, just tease us a little bit, give us a little um, tease about where you're from and how you became a Mennonite. Just a short. Um, I'm originally from Alabama. A lot of people don't know that. But that's where all my family is. And I became a Mennonite through Boys and Girls Club. Um, Because of Ryan Miller, he taught me everything I know and the man I am today is because of him, so I want to give credit to him and his wife. And that's Boss Ryan they, they, for our listeners. For our there. listeners, that's Boss Ryan. Where we all work. we we have to qualify because sometimes we talk about oh, like like maybe Darren and his coworker Darren, just so it gives reference points. So so listeners have a little bit of an idea <laughs> who we're talking about. We're talking about Carrie, Lane's wife, Carrie. Mm-hmm. Or like Kyle. We have to specify. Coworker, coworker Kyle. Kyle. There's actually Brandon. two. There's actually two coworker Kyles. It You're is right. true, but we don't talk about the one. Your that brother. Is your, your brother. We don't ta- talk Kyle, about just Kyle Junior. Beardless Kyle. Beardless Kyle. Babyface Kyle. <laughs> All right, we're, we're mostly just <laughs> being dumb. Uh, no, it's good, Brian, to have you on the episode today, and I think you're going to share a little bit about your testimony and how you became. Uh, kind of a little bit of yeah, your your background, how you became a Christian, and some of the things how it's different most Mennonites grow up being Mennonite yeah mm-hmm. and it's and and actually you know I think our church this is getting a little off topic but our church I think mm. wait wait you, what <clears throat> actually everything is on topic <laughs> but, <laughs> hold on though I need to interject here I want you guys to remember this moment at the end of this episode because it all comes back in a very oh, meaningful. Yes. Now I feel like I'm going to get slapped per- in the face. Way. Again. No, we won't no. physically slap. Okay, so Sandy Ridge for years and years, uh, probably going on, I think we're at 19 years now. With Boys and Girls Club? With, with Boys and Girls Club in Elkhart. Uh, we started that back in the 90s, and that has been an outreach of our church. It's a children's ministry up in. It's been in, going since the 90s. It's been going since the 90s. I did not know that. Yeah. I think it started in either 97 or 99. I, I'm not sure which, but it was way back then. Anyways, so now, since our church has, has you know, people in our church have grown up um, knowing being involved in Elkhart and, and all that kind of thing in our ministry there, then I think our church is less, uh, how should I say it, uh, maybe isolated from some other cultures. We've had more exposure to other cultures than a lot of Mennonite churches out there. Um, and so it's a really good thing. But I think 
uh, having Brian on here will give um, some of the other Mennonite listeners that we have a glimpse into the kind of culture he comes from. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is Christmas time, so we will be sharing some Christmas-related things as well. And Merry Christmas to everyone. Hope everyone is enjoying time with their family, whether you listen to this before or after Christmas Day. Hope you had an enjoyable time and uh, remain safe and festive over this time. And remember the reason for this season. Oh, thank you, Layton. All right. Layton's been nicely pouring coffee for me, which is my normal thing. But, uh, I thought I'd, I'd, and he, uh, I, I'd Layton, take that I, role. I will say that I approve of your pouring method, and I think you poured sufficiently close to the microphone so that it picks up the sound well. It yes. was definitely not too subtle. Um, but <laughs> if anything, it was too loud. <laughs> but yes, we have coffee and we have edibles, and we got two edibles, and so yeah, we got we got things to go through. Are we, are we gonna do the first edible? Got get that te- out of the way. We, we, we got we, a tech we tip well. for you, and yes, let's get the first edible. Let's, let's get this coffee and the first edible. I think Layton's um, bringing our first edible. Okay, the first edible is uh, something really special. The, the idea is a miniature uh, cinnamon roll. Hmm. And so basically, it's dough flattened out, cut up into pie slices, and then rolled but this up. Isn't, but this isn't like Cinnabon's miniature cinnamon rolls. Like these Correct. are like these look like um, these look like crescent rolls. Yeah, but instead of it, yeah, they look like miniature crescent rolls, but they had they do have cinnamon intertwined inside of it. Yes, I do see. They got a little bit of um. And so what we've got here is between the layers. We have. Um, just yeah, a little bit of cinnamon intertwined in this sort of spiral, mm-hmm. uh, and they're they're very small. They're maybe like two inches. Well, they they vary size to size. And what you do is you you take it, and then there's also my wife made this little this glaze. Hmm. This it's uh, I don't know. It's kind of like the frosting that you would put on a cinnamon roll. Yeah. And and then you just take a spoonful, and you drizzle it atop, and it's a it's a mess. It's a real mm. mess. Um, and then. You after you drizzle. Sorry, Layton. Can you drizzle one more time so I can get a picture of it? Uh, for the insta. The instas. For the instas. Oh no! <sighs> it's such a There's mess. This is a mess everywhere now. Uh, By the way, in another order of introduction, like as much of a foodie as I am, Brian, I'm pretty sure is as much or more of a foodie than I am. Brian is like mm. an awesome cook and makes. All You're a cook. Of, oh yeah. All kinds of food, especially desserts. You I just bake like, as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. You. We need to sample mm. some as an edible at some point. Okay. So if you want to, especially if it's something that we haven't had before, something you know out of the ordinary, kind of like this here. We've never had miniature. I need to go get napkins. Things like yeah, this. That, that looks okay. like a good idea. I think what I'm gonna do, yeah, is just like put it in my plate instead of holding it while I was drizzling. So that, or you could pour, you could spoon it into the bowl and then dip. And then just dip? Yeah. That may be. Well, I'll just use, I'll use the fork that's over there to, to fork it up and then I don't have to get my fingers all uh, glazy. Glazed fingers, Batman. <laughs> all right, here you go, Brian. Go ahead and take Did Layton uh, tell us what this, where this was served first or where this came from? No, he didn't. Okay, his wife made it for a Christmas gathering uh, last night um, hmm. for the, um, the Miller family Christmas. Ruben, has you guys' uh, giant Christmas started already? We don't have... Do you use toilet paper for napkins? Well... Just don't tell people. Oh. Well, we're going to use toilet paper for napkins. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have a big gathering for Christmas. That's only at Thanksgiving. Mm. Mm. For the hostellers, Mm. anyway. Isn't it delicious? But this drizzle is insane. His his wife made the drizzle. It's like this much worse since you brought the dispenser along with it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't want it here. I just thought you you can clean with the toilet paper in the bathroom. Oh, I not over here. Napkin. No. All right. We have uh, forks. Can you carry this? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I just hit my mic there. I'm gonna wash my hands. Anyway. Yeah. So Layton's wife made the drizzle. Layton, he actually made the rolls. What? He rolled it out. Yes, Wait, I know. I didn't know he had this ability. My wife. Did you have one, Brian? Yeah. Well, there's plenty. I'm going to take a couple. He's saying take another one. Oh, okay. So that he doesn't feel bad for uh, eating all these <laughs> calories and getting fat. Right. My wa- No, my wife, she made the dough, the dough balls, and then I rolled it out, sliced, and rolled them up. Is there, this, this looks, this has the appearance of, 
the kind of dough that you would just buy and use out of the box. You're right. But it but looks, not. but it, it tastes homemade. It tastes deliciously mm. homemade. Mm. What was that, Brian? I said it looks good to me. Thanks. Did you taste it? Oh, yeah. Did it taste good? Oh, yeah. Good. Layton, is there a recipe someone can find this online? No. Is it homemade? A secret recipe? Um, You know, there could be a recipe online. Pinterest. On thefrenchpresspodcast.com. Oh. Oh. I'll see if I can get that. We should have recipes linked if it's something like this. Ruben hates when I, like, make more work. Volunteer him for work for the podcast. Mmm. <laughs> so good. I know, Jeff. Oh! That is fit. He's glaring daggers at me right now. All right. Are we going to judge the coffee now? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I, I can't overstate how good these are. Yeah, uh, they're, they're really it good. It tastes like maple-flavored drizzle, but I think Layton said it's just cinnamon... And sugar. And sugar. Yeah. Mmm. This coffee... It goes extremely well with sweet desserts. Mm, it does. It's a full body. It's a very it's a full very body good. coffee. It is. It's a tall coffee. Tall, thick body. It's a, it's a it's stout. A, yeah. A medium dark roast, I would say. Maybe maybe um it's not too dark, but it's not too light either. I just it's like this it's is medium. like medium. I would say this is one of my favorite coffees. <clears throat> this is really good. It is really good. And do you agree that flavored coffee is not good with desserts? It's not. It's not. It's too sweet. It, it, it I think they, they, the sweetness they conflict. Yeah. Yeah. It clashes. Yeah. Straight coffee or unflavored coffee and a dessert is like a house. The coffee is like the walls and the dessert is like the roof. <laughs> oh, Anyways, sounds great. Let's get back to the coffee. <laughs> so, uh, anybody want to take a whack at uh, what coffee this is? <laughs> take a whack. <laughs> Main Street Coffee? You're supposed to guess um, what kind of coffee it is. No, it's not Main Street. It's not Main Street. Hmm. I'll give you a hint. You won't know the place that it comes from. So, you mean the country or the store? Uh, you might know the country. You might guess the country. Is it a Haiti? Nope. Asian coffee? Brazil. Nope. Mm, I'm going to go... Uh, it's wild. Tanzania. Mm, good guess. No. <laughs> I'm not even sure is that's it from country, Africa? It is not from Africa. Oh, Jeff, where in the world is it from? This is it's from America coffee somewhere. from Papua New Guinea. Oh, I'm pretty sure I said that right. Yeah, uh, I would have said, I would have said right? Papua New Guinea. Yes. but anyway. Yes. So this is a um, Asian coffee, or uh, what do you call Malaysian? Malaysia? I think that's Malaysia. I don't know. It's not Asian. Geography. <laughs> <sighs> geography the, is not our strong it's, it's suit. It's on the earth. Somewhere on the I mean, earth. Somewhere. Close, it's, it's somewhere on the Asia. other side of Hawaii. Uh, but I agree with you, Jeff. This is really good coffee. It's really good yes, coffee. I bought strong. it at where the Daily Grind in Nashville, Indiana. It's a little a little town down in southern Indiana, Brown County, Brown County, Indiana. <laughs> that was my coffee cup. It it spun in such an odd way that it. Yeah, but anyways, this coffee shop, great little coffee shop. If you're ever down in the uh, in the Bean Blossom, Bloomington, Nashville area of southern Indiana. Which a lot of people are because Hold they on, go Jack. down to Brown County. Is that is that what they call themselves? Is that like the, the, the town? The town, the town, Bloomington, is where IU is, mm-hmm. and then Bean Blossom is one of the towns. It's a huge. Um, they have like a big motorcycle festival every year, and it's a massive, massive deal. Like so, nothing to do with flowers. <clears throat> no. Oh. Bean Blossom. And then Nashville is the is is along there with it. What do you what do you call? Minutes. Citizens of Bean Blossom. Mm, blossoms. Bean, bean Blossomers. Blossomies. All right, let's move on. Right. <laughs> Anyways, but if you ever get a chance to stop in at the, the Daily Grind, great coffee shop. It is a good It is good coffee. All right. We got Jeff's, Jeffy's Edibles by Leighton out of the way. We've got coffee by Jeffy out of the way. Well, it'd be actually Leighton's Edibles because I have my own edibles this week. No, but your segment, it's called Jeffy's Edibles. Okay. <clears throat> we still have not come up with a great name for it. Jeff and therefore, it's, it is Jeffy's It is Jeff's edible. <laughs> okay, so now is the time when we need to um, get that Morgan Freeman voiceover to, to, to like play at the beginning of the segment. We don't want to draw too much attention. We would definitely have like uh, a Morgan Freeman do a, a segment for tech tips. For we need to have Morgan intro. Freeman's voice at some point in time on this podcast. I don't care what it is. Okay. His voice needs to be on this I podcast. I will concede for that. I concur. Um, <sighs> feedback. 
or tech tip? Feedback. All right. Jeff, take it away since you've been taking everything else. Well, away. here let's start with my feedback because mine's okay, not mine's feedback. not quite as uh, lengthy, powerful as Jeff's feedback. Was it powerful? Uh, yeah, it was. Moving, I received a text message. <laughs> I received a text message on I think it was Friday. Yeah, it was Friday evening from a listener of the podcast. Hmm. Um, her name's Jessica, and it would be uh, good. Good friend Tony's wife Jessica. <laughs> That's <laughs> to put into to put into context. There you go. Uh, anyway, all all she did was just text me a picture, and it was a picture of Miracle Whip, and it was Meyer brand, and it said whipped dressing. It's she, not salad dressing. No, it's not salad dressing, but it does say dressing. Yeah. So I replied back, and I think we did make a correction later on in the episode that we uh, noted that it did say dressing on the. On the label of Miracle Whip, which mm. I still think is just, just wrong. Anyway, I agree. That's all. That's all the feedback I've got, Jeff. What do you have? What do you have? All right. So my cousin from Minnesota. This is powerful. Um, so this we were talking powerful. last week about the mayonnaise Miracle Whip thingy, uh, and something. What did we say about? Um, I'm pretty sure Leighton made the comment about like diabetes in a jar or something yeah and having copious amounts of mayo yeah so anyways uh yeah my cousin is a type 1 diabetic um and is that not as bad as type 2 it's manageable I, I i think i'm not sure like so type 2 is not manageable i'm not sure actually okay. type 1 is the type is the kind where you have to take insulin shots okay so Anyways, she is that kind of diabetic, and <laughs> she uh, replied to our uh, story the other last week. Um, said, "I was listening to the newest episode of the podcast. Just so you know, yes, I did get diabetes from eating copious amounts of mayonnaise." Oh no! There you <laughs> so, have it, kids. There you Stay have it. Stay off the mayo. Straight the mayo. from the mouth of a real diabetic. <laughs> and no, we're not making fun of it at all. It's a bad disease, and it's becoming more and more common. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. <sighs> tech tip coming up for you. Yeah. This is dun, 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 dun. this is an app That's that was tips intro. that was uh, featured on the App Store a few weeks ago, and I I was I saw it, and I downloaded it, and I I had to share it with everyone because it was so cool. The app is called Jig Space, and I shared it with Leighton and Jeff, and I'm not 100% sure if it's on No, it's not on Android, Android, so I don't know why. Okay. But, uh, but it, I, I did search for it. It is a, a learning app, and it shows you how something works with... Uh, artif- with with virtual with VR virtual reality. So yeah. if you want anything from how a toaster works to which how which is actually really interesting because virtual reality is not Apple's thing. But anyways, well they made it. Their Enter thing. sarcasm. <laughs> uh, the one the one that I looked at that I thought was really cool was how or what is a heart stent? And so you can see the heart on your table. And then you can zoom in. You can turn around. You oh, get it's, different it's angles. It's an augmented reality. You mean it's augmented reality. It is like where it, where it projects yeah. it onto like a surface. Like through you're looking through your phone's camera at at the world around you, and it projects objects into the world around yes. you. Yes, that's augmented reality. Virtual reality is where everything is different. Yeah, like okay. you don't see anything of the. Real Sorry world. for the for this slight. I'm pretty sure no one else knew that. But there's a big difference. Well, now they there do. is a big difference. Yes, now, but now no one know. needed no one needed it needed it to be corrected. But thank you. Jeff felt I like did. he did. Thank you, Jeff. So you can see anything from how uh, how to repair drywall. And then you can go through steps where it, it actually pulls the item apart. Like the heart, it pulls part of the heart apart. So you can see in different layers. And you can turn around and you can You're zoom watching in. watching people die on your phone. No. Their heart pulled apart. There's no blood. Oh, okay. Inside but anyway, it's very cool. If you're curious about how something works, try this app, Jig Space. And there's a chance that you might uh, learn something. I looked they, they, they at, I looked at the They do some practical things. Yeah, how does a, a lock work, like a key lock in a door? Yeah, if you want to like, the break into someone's house, thing, very That actually sounds like a really <laughs> useful thing, especially for homeowners. What? The repairing, how to repair drywall. Yeah, or, or they also have the uh, how to unclog your sink. Mm. Oh, that would have been helpful Or how to repair a, a, a leaky sink, mm-hmm. something like that. Okay, So sounds check good. it out, Jig Space. It's a free app. It is. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they're, it appears that they're adding new... 
objects. New objects every few weeks because since I've looked at it, there's different ones there. All right, so there's your tech tip of the week for you. I thought you had another one. The one that I was really happy about. Right? Yeah. About, okay. This is kind of in the in the weeds a little bit, but it's something that I have been tech want, tips in weeds wanting to know, <laughs> and I, it's been an issue because. <clears throat> Sometimes you receive an email mm-hmm. in a thread, and it's unrelated to the email thread. Yeah. Like, someone replies to that same thread that might be about fixing drywall, but they're also asking you, "Are you? Uh, did you contact the window installer? And it's sure. a different topic. It's unrelated. And if for me, I like to have my subjects relating to my email thread. Mm-hmm. And so you can actually change the subject when you reply. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then does that start a new thread then? No, it doesn't start a new thread. Uh-huh. But it changes the subject. But it changes the subject to what the last thing Rather is that you were talking about. Re- and then that same rather subject. Than, rather than than copying what they said and starting a new email with what they said and what you said in it, you can just change the subject. And so what I do sometimes is I just, in parentheses, maybe add the additional topic that we're talking about. Uh-huh. Uh, to do it in Gmail is fairly simple. You simply go to reply to the email. Uh-huh. And you click in the subject field? And then, you, no, the subject, because the subject field's not there. It's not. No. Until you click. Why not? There's a little drop down menu beside the person's name that you're applying to. Uh huh. And then in that menu, there is edit subject. Gotcha. I actually wasn't even talking about that tech tip. I was talking about the other one. Which one? How you can move <clears throat> your cursor. Oh, that one. <laughs> I was like, why is he going into emails? Well, like, let's save that tech tip for, for yeah, next week. Yeah, we, we don't, we don't want uh, the tech tip to, to steal the show uh, about Christmas. <laughs> By the way, uh, what? how many Christmas songs did your church sing this morning? <sighs> Four or five? Okay, we did that too. And actually, <laughs> this is coming to a story. I was actually really impressed. Our pastor, Collier Berkshire, this morning, our church has a favorite Christmas song. What Everybody in our church loves it. Really? Joyful, it's a, joyful. It's, a, it's a number 117 in the Zion's praises. There are shepherds abiding in the, in the field. Glory be to God in the highest. Anyways. Yes, yes I love that song. But Jeff, yes. why do you, well, how, how are you so go? certain it's the favorite of everyone I, at church? I know because everybody in our church has that knows that song straight from memory. Everybody loves singing it. And you can just tell when we start singing it, it's the same as that one. And then the Lord is my light and my salvation. That's a, that is a good song. That's a really good song, too. And our church just loves it because you can just tell when they start singing it, there's an extra vibrance there because they just absolutely love it. Anyways, this is like our church's favorite Christmas song. All right. Christmas As a collective, collective church, okay? <clears throat> Anyways, and we didn't sing it this year <gasps> at all. And so Collier gets up there and he's like, um, so before I start the message... I would like the song leader to come up and lead this song before we start the message. When Collier That's what he did. Asked, and everybody was just kind of like silently cheering to themselves. <laughs> when when Collier asked for this song to be sung, I assumed it had something to, to, to specific to do with the message, not just a song that he had really enjoyed. No, it, it, it was the actually... That enjoys, Ruben. Oh, that the whole entire... That everyone was, in the church it was, enjoyed. It was, it was because the church enjoyed it, I think. No, I don't think that we have a specific Christmas song. Uh, obviously, there is the number one in the blue books. Uh, there is God. He is alive. Yeah. That would probably be... I, I, I don't know if I would call it the church's favorite song, but... But one of their... Definitely one of the most well-known... And, and that's sure. like universal to Mennonites. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, it is! But I, I, know, I think I, know. I think, <laughs> I think that every Mennonite church okay. kind of has their song or a few songs that... Everybody just enjoys singing. They're really good at singing it. Uh-huh. Everybody just has a great time when they sing it. And so, yeah. No, I think that's uh, I, I know for instance, Pleasant Grove, the, the There is God, He's Alive, that's like their song. That is their song. Have they yeah. claimed that? Well, uh. you can just kind of tell. When, whenever you go to their church, they actually have their own version of it that they sing. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. They really, it, is, it is their own. <laughs> it is their own. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, well, we're getting off topic. We are. Thank you, Layton. Once again. Wait, wait, everything is on topic on the French press. No, no, it's not. No. I think that was Jeff's fault. But anyways. It was worth it. It was. That was a good thing to discuss. Were were you going somewhere, Layton? Uh, No. 
Okay. I don't, I don't remember wh- how that came about. I don't. Jeff once again hijacked. I'm pretty sure I hijacked it on purpose to like get us off topic onto a, a less bad off topic. All right. Anyways. Anyways, well, we're wrapping up tech tip. Well, I'm done with the tech tips. Okay. So let's move on then to the meat of today's episode. My. The, uh, I guess there's no edible that has to do with meat. Well, actually. No, uh, no, 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 it's not meat. Just, uh, but we do have, we'll, we'll just, we'll, just, just skip the, the pun creation and move on to the actual <laughs> content. No. <laughs> not only is Jeff off topic, he's also mean. Oh, yep. Anyway, Brian Pope, it's good to have you here. Like we said, we've been, uh, introduced you at the beginning of the episode and you haven't said a whole lot, but you would have been welcome to interject at any point and correct any of Jeff's points that he <laughs> tries to make. Now, quick question, Brian. Do you listen to this podcast regularly? No. Okay. So you're like, uh, I, I, I was just asking, you know, just to see how familiar you are with, you know, the stuff we talk about and stuff like that. Yeah. So anyways, but continue. Well, I, I think we decided at the beginning that we were going to ask just kind of a, yeah. a little bit of a, a general question. So Brian, just, um, why don't you start at the beginning and tell us a little bit about, um, who you are, um, you know, what environment you grew up in and, uh, maybe how you grew up in Alabama and then moved to Elkhart and, and then just start there. Don't skip anything. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I don't know. When I was five, that's the latest I can remember. When I was five, my younger brother was two. Mm-hmm. And my mom got arrested and um. there was five of us. And my grandma took all five of us in because she didn't want us to split apart. So oh, I my. respect my grandma to the fullest. Cool. And are you in the middle of the family? Um, I'm the fourth youngest. So okay. there's three above me and one of youngest. Okay. Um, but yeah, she took us in and then, yeah, she raised us. And my mom got out when I was five, when I was 10. Mm. And, um, and this was, did you live in Alabama at the time or I, in Elkhart? Um, was this in Elkhart already? Like we moved to Elkhart and then a couple years after we moved to Elkhart, that's when my mom got arrested. Okay, okay. Mm. <clears throat> and so, yeah, that's where, like, m- my dad and my mom's side of the family is from Alabama. Okay. So that's where my roots are. Mm-hmm. So just a question, what, what, uh, what prompted you guys to move to Elkhart? Do you know that? Better jobs. Okay. Yeah. But um, and did your is your grandma? Did she she moved up to Elkhart then too? You're saying right? Yeah, she moved to Elkhart, but then when my mom got out, her brother ended up dying, and the state was gonna sell his land, so she moved back down, and just bought his land and okay, she built built on there, so now she lived down there and yeah, with her sisters and brothers and and do you get down there like every couple years or? Every- um, I try not to go down there because me and my dad is not on good terms. Okay. Yeah, we can go at it quite a bit, so I try not to show my face much. But I was down there a couple months ago. My grandpa died, so okay. I went down and visit. Okay. Visited and went to his funeral and yeah. <clears throat> okay, so um, I, we might end up scattering this story quite a bit, but so right now. Your dad lives in Alabama. Yes. Your mom lives in Elkhart. Yes. But you live in Napanee. Yes. Okay, just to <laughs> clarify that. So, yep. and then keep on going with your story then. But um, my mom got out when I was 10 and we, um, all the kids moved in with her. My grandma moved back to Alabama. And when she got out, she was like fresh out of prison, so she didn't have money or nothing. Mm-hmm. So we struggled a little bit, but then we got to a point where we were fine. Hmm. And I became really good friends with um, Jason and Judy, so they hmm. always helped. And um, like we lived right across the street from the old Boys and Girls Club. And when we um, when we first moved in, Angie Berkshire felt so bad because we really wanted to come, but there was no room. Mm-hmm. And, and and back then it was a real small club building. Yeah. And because I mean there was, I think during VBS there were times when it was 120, maybe even 130 people there. Or ki- not people, mm-hmm. kids. And it, I mean it was it, it was it, packed. It was, it, was, it, it was packed. It was packed. So there I was mean, a legitimate reason that that there was a waiting list to get in. Yeah. And, and now Cornerstone is blessed to have a lot more room. Yeah. Yeah. I mean when but, we're talking a building that's like, oh I don't know, it was probably 40 by 80. Maybe. Oh, it was not bigger than that. 
Yeah, I would say it's probably close to that, maybe 30 by 80. It's, it's a small building. Yeah. Small building. And you mentioned Jason and Judy, and they live right close to the club building as yeah, well. Yeah, they did. Um, and, they, and they're a Mennonite couple that, that helped out with Boys and Girls Club and mm-hmm. lives here in the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, where was I at? Uh, Angie felt, oh, felt real bad that you guys yeah. couldn't. You wanted to come to club, but there wasn't room. There so was she, room. She actually made room for us, which was awesome. Mm, cool. But she would have been secretary at that time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you have to bribe her? Kind of. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she made room for us, and then we were doing good, and I got close to people from Sandy Ridge, and then we ended up having a house fire, and oh, that man. threw us oh, off. I remember that. Yes. I remember that. So we were, we were doing good, and then we had the house fire, so then we... We jumped from school to school and house from house, and we were just doing bad. And then we finally found a place where we can, where my mom could actually afford, and we settled down there. And she still lives there now, right? Well, that house ended up catching on fire, okay. so they ended up moving again. <laughs> oh, so they, um, like, I don't live with my family anymore, but they, they struggle sometimes, and I try to help them whenever I can. But, um... After that house fire, it just threw us off, and we jumped from house to house. But through it all, people from Sandy Ridge was always there to help, and they were they stuck by our side. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for that. Mm. And um, yeah, I I haven't had the best life, but now I do. So I'm pretty I'm pretty excited, and I like I knew God, but He wasn't like I knew God, but it wasn't really strong in my family. Mm-hmm. Like we knew, we believed, but we really didn't go to church and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, would it be fair to say? I mean, and, and if it's not, tell me. But like, you believe that there was a God and that He existed, but you didn't really have a relationship, yeah, with Him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then like uh, and I be. I became really good friends with Ryan and Jeanette because I was hanging out with Darren Miller, me and Daniel, and we um, we went down to Michelle and her uncle, which would be Jeanette's parents. And just to clarify, the Big Brother, um, um, we have a, at club, we have a Big Brother, Big Sister program. It's basically a mentorship program um, where people from church or from, from any churches around can um, basically adopt one of the kids from club, not actually legally adopt, but adopt one of them as a little brother or little sister. Um, and then we, you know, pair them off. And they would do activities with them on a regular basis or, yeah. Yeah, kind of be a friend, be a, be a mentor when the child is old enough to, to need more mentorship. Anyways, continue. But um, I had no idea he was my big brother. So then I was hanging out with Darren one night and we went down to Ryan and Jeanette, my, Jeanette, mom and dad's. Mm-hmm. And um, me and Ryan just connected somehow, and he um, he asked me if I wanted him to be my big brother, and we looked into it, and I guess Chad was my big brother, but we end up canceling that, and Ryan became my big brother, mm-hmm. and ever since then he's been my dad basically, mm-hmm. and like um, whenever I needed something he was there, whenever I needed help he was always there. So I respect him and um like before before I end up moving in with them, it, this was years ago, I made a joke when I first started coming to their place and was like, So when are you gonna let me move in? <laughs> and he was like <clears throat> he was like, I don't know about that and then a couple years passed and he came to he called me and was like, Brian, do you really wanna move in? And I was like, Yeah, I like that. And he was like, well, um, he was like, well, I, you can move in this Feb, this February 20th, it'll make two years. Wow. wow. So he said, you can move in this date. And I was like, okay. And like around that time I was struggling cause we, my family was struggling and mm-hmm. like we, we were never, we were close, but only the three youngest was really close and the two oldest was about drugs and other stuff and that that like I don't know I, I started stressing out and um, 
I started stressing out and partying and doing the stuff I didn't that I regret. I even mm-hmm. got tattoos, which I regret. Mm-hmm. But like, it's not a ta- it's not a tattoo of something that's stupid. It got meaning to me, so mm-hmm. I regret it. But at the same time, it's meaning meaningful to me. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I started stressing out and doing stuff. So that's what made Ryan ask me to move in, and I was mm-hmm. all for it. And my mom was all for it because I didn't listen to her because she, like, people make it seem like we hate my mom because she left us for five years. Mm-hmm. But the way I look at it is she went to jail taking care of us. So I respect her for that. And, yeah, I'll do anything for my mom. Whenever she need help, I'm always there. Good. And, um, yeah. Um kind of forgot where I was. Sorry. That's all right. Well, okay, so, so I got a question. Just back up just a little bit. So so this is something I don't even know about you, but at what point did your dad kind of move out from your family and move? He's back in Alabama right now, right? Well, like my dad always lived in Alabama. Okay, so he never moved up with he you? He never moved up. Okay. And, um, like I never had a relationship with my real dad, mm-hmm. but um, we talked once in a while and... Me and him got into a big argument. Like, I'm named after my dad, and he told me to change my name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that really ticked me off, and I said some stuff I shouldn't have said, but I apologized. And But I still don't got a relationship with him because when my mom was locked up, I feel like he could have stepped up and been a man and took care of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And instead of making all these excuses... Like he used to t- he used to tell me he would send me stuff for my birthday and stuff like that, mm. and I used to call him and be like, "It's two weeks past my birthday. Where's the stuff you said you was gonna send me?" And he'd be like, "Oh, it's coming. It got lost in the mail or something like that." And I'm like, "I don't believe that." So I lost respect for him. Mm-hmm. And um, when my mom got out of prison, he tried to fake like he was being in my life and stuff like that. And he used to try to call my phone and text me and stuff like that. And I just I just ignored him. And then he got my grandma on his side, like his mom. Mm-hmm. And she tried, she tried to tell me I shouldn't treat my dad like that and stuff like that. And I was like, you don't know what I've been through and what your son has said to me that hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. So I like, I just cut them off and... um like a couple weeks ago, he actually texted my phone and was like, can you send your dad 500 bucks? He's He needs help. And I didn't even respond. Like, dude, where were you 18 years ago mm-hmm. when I needed help? So, yeah, I don't talk to him. And <clears throat> I don't know. I look at Ryan as my dad, and I've been trying to talk him into letting me change my last name to Miller. Yeah. So that would be awesome. But, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I just feel like this is home where I am now mm-hmm. and like I love my mom I love my siblings I don't got nothing against them mm-hmm. but this I feel like God brought me to Napanee for a reason and I'm gonna live through it so mm-hmm. R- Brian one thing you said was that your mom was your birth mom was okay with you going moving in with Ryan's because uh, you weren't listening to her but I'm assuming that you did listen to Ryan what was it about Ryan that that you were willing or wanted to listen to what he was saying that you didn't you weren't willing to do it with your mom like my mom she always she always worked like she bust her butt she was a single mom taking care of her adult adult kids and she still do to this day and now my younger brother got a baby and then my older brother got five kids so i'm like that's too much. You need a, there should be one kid you should be taking care of and that's your youngest son because he's only 15 with the baby. So you're struggling with him and his baby and you still taking care of your three older kids. And I'm like, you're, you just turned 37. You need to get you a place for you and my younger brother. They need to be on their own. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how old is your oldest brother? My oldest brother is 24. Okay. And I'm like, you're basically supporting their habits on drugs and stuff like that. And like they um when they had the second house fire, they were really needy. So they were living in a hotel for a couple of weeks. And I um 
I gave them money towards that. And then they found a house to move in mm-hmm. and not end up paying the first, the down payment and the, um, the first month, the or? first month, okay. the first month bill. And I got into an argument with my sister because she said I turned fake since I moved in with Mennonites. Hmm. Oh, and that made me so mad. I was like, if I was fake, how come I took money out of my pocket to put towards the house you're living in? Mm-hmm. So we got into an argument about that. and So, so talk about that. What, what did she mean you turned fake? Like, she just said, now that you got a little bit of money, you think you're all that. And I was like, I bust my butt every day for my money. Something you and my two older brothers should be doing. But other, instead, you're living off my mom. And she's struggling trying to take care of my older brother's five kids. Mm-hmm. Plus my younger brother's baby that just mm-hmm. turned three months. And I'm like, when you guys need help, I'm always there. So for you to call me fake, that really hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't talk to her for a while. And yeah, it just it just made me mad because I'm like, I'm always there no matter what. And like, they just, they had a light bill due not too long ago. I didn't tell Ryan, but he's gonna find out now. But I end up, I end up taking money out of my pocket to pay for their light bill, and I'm like, so I'm fake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm spending my hard-earned money on you people, and you're just gonna try to turn your back on me because I'm doing good, and I actually want to make something out of my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. Wow. So tell us a little bit. Um, so was Boys and Girls Club already started when you guys moved up to Elkhart? Um, <clears throat> yes, it'll make nine years that I've been okay, going okay. to Sandy Ridge. Yeah. So um, what was your first impression? Now, obviously, I know the way I grew up and the way you grew up are like two completely different worlds, okay? And that's pretty obvious. And um, so what was your first impression, maybe maybe the, maybe the first time that you, you, you know, interacted with Mennonites and, and maybe the first time you went to somebody's home? Uh, what was your impression of that? Um... My impression was like, these people are like awesome. They're really friendly. And the first person, first time I went to someone's house, I was like, these people are loaded. <laughs> like, it is crazy. These houses are, yeah. Yeah, I just felt like Mennonites were rich. Mm-hmm. Which... In the community I live in, they're they're not rich, but they're wealthy. So that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Elkhart and Napanee are like totally different places. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. One thing, and maybe we want to save this for another episode. But mm-hmm. at what point did you, or what what were you expecting? Uh, like moving in with Ryan's, like looked really nice, but. But like, was it just uh, you don't have to worry about like some of the the nasty stuff that's happening at home? Was was it kind of short sighted in what you were just trying to get away from bad kind of a bad situation, or was it like go, move, like look, were you looking forward several years ahead, seeing what could be different about your life? Mm, like the life I'm living now, I like I always dreamed of. Like I'm driving a car that I always wanted. I got the stuff that I always wanted, so it's like, and it's like it's not that Ryan and Jeanette is paying for it, but they helped me work my way up there mm-hmm. to pay for it myself. Because mm-hmm. Ryan told me that he's not gonna pay for everything. He wants me to be on my own someday, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he wants to teach me how to do that. So I pay, I pay a couple hundred bucks in a month, but five hundred of that he puts in savings and the rest Mm -hmm. he'll take for like rental fees yeah yeah sure he wants me to get that feeling so when i do move out then it's not as big of a shock for you yeah yeah Yeah, sure that's that's a good good thing to do yeah but it's can you ask that question again yeah well why did you i guess what it boils down to why did you want to move in with ryan's because i was like the stuff i was doing it made me feel good about myself because I always got teased in school for being a darker skin color. Because, mm-hmm. like, my my mom is super light, but my dad's side, they're, like, super dark. Mm-hmm. So, like, all my other siblings are super light, and I'm the only dark one in the, the only family. Dark one, yeah. mm-hmm. So I, um, 
I end up started I started hanging out with a whole bunch of Mexicans. <laughs> like if you <laughs> if you go down my Facebook, there's basically white people and Mexican people. I really I'm kind of racist towards black people. <laughs> like <laughs> like I like black people, but I don't know they just do too much. Mm-hmm. And um. But I um I started hanging out with them and they got me into drugs and alcohol and that wasn't working for me. So when Ryan asked me to move in, I was living with my best friend at the time because it wasn't going too good at home. And I don't I don't think Ryan really liked me living there because it was a girl. Mm-hmm. But um he ended up I ended up moving in with him because I wanted to change my life and I wanted to live for God more. So when he asked me to move in. I was, like, I was, I didn't want to say no, but I didn't want to say yes at the, at the time because I'm like, I'm, I'm doing good living here, but if I move in with you, I know I'll be doing better, but I'm leaving all my friends behind yep. mm-hmm. and moving to a new city, not a new city, a new town, mm-hmm. like, out in a country so only people I know is your family Janette's family and the people I go to church with so I end up moving in and going to Northwood and I made friends there but I felt like that school was for like rich preppy white people (laughs) (laughs) so so like the teachers were awesome but the people I really didn't get along with so I um, I end up dropping out of school Mm -hmm. and just working full time Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. now I'm working toward I'm fin I'm trying to finish school and working full time at the same time. <laughs> wow! So that's a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit, just um, maybe kind of the basics of of how you were influenced uh, to become a Christian. What what brought you to the point of becoming a Christian? Um, like before all my drinking and stuff happened, <clears throat> I um. I was still hanging out with Ryan's family and going to Sandy Ridge. But um, Ryan, he told me one night that we should get down and give my give my heart over to God. So then that's what I did. And I, I ended up joining an instruction class. And I think I took it four times before I actually got baptized. Because the, um, I don't know, I the ministry felt like I wasn't ready. And mm-hmm. I respected that because I wasn't ready. I was doing stuff I didn't, I should have never been doing. But then after I moved in with Ryan, my life like, is like basically flipped the switch. I was a totally different person. Hmm. And I was living for God more. Awesome. And I, um, I end up taking instruction class again. And I actually went through it with a group of friends. So that was nice. Mm-hmm. We were all together. And yeah, that just, I don't know, I just wanted to change my life and live for God more. Mm-hmm. And like, I, te- I, mean, I gave a testimony in church two weeks ago. We watched a document, me and Matthew, and it said, um, you can have everything, but everything is nothing without God. Mm-hmm. And that like stuck out to me because I, like, I didn't have everything and God was still there. And now I have everything, and something in me feel like it's not, like it don't satisfy me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, when she said that, I was like, that means I don't live for God as much as I think I do. Mm-hmm. So I that night I got down on my knees and I cried out to God, and I was like, if it take if it takes for you to take everything from me, to um to get get into your word and learn more about you, I'm willing to sacrifice wow. everything I own. Wow. I will I will go poor mm. to follow you. Mm. So mm-hmm. I'm like That's a scary prayer. That is a really scary prayer, <laughs> that, but that's awesome. And you're going to Bible school? Yes, Maranatha mm-hmm. in two weeks. Yeah. And you and you're gonna be gone for six weeks, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's gonna be um <clears throat> you think joining the Mennonites is culture shock? Yeah, that's this, gonna be that's gonna be another. This culture is like shock. so 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 so. Here's where you were. Here's Mennonites, and here's Maranatha, and Maranatha is just like Mennonite culture supreme. I mean, I, it is uh, just. It's such a shock that I think it would be a shock for me to. Go. It was it was it was actually a little bit of a shock for me. Like like there's things that our church is way more lenient on 
that a lot of Mennonite churches out there aren't. And, you know, even things like, you know, going bowling or um, drinking coffee, drinking. No. <laughs> actually, actually, that came up today during our lunch. And there's actually <clears throat> I, I need to be careful how I say this, but there's actually people that believe that drinking coffee is wrong. Yeah, the Mennonites. No, Mennonites actually believe drinking coffee is wrong because it's some kind of a it's it's a form it's, it's of a drug. drug. Yeah, Caf- like caffeine. Caffeine. Yeah. Yes, and caffeine is obviously very strong in coffee. Hey, we. we <laughs> Anyways, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, Brian. What what was that documentary that you were watching? I'm sure um, listeners would find it interesting. I can't think of it. It's, it was like it's, it was three word, three letters, like F A I. Yes, that's what it is. Oh, we, you were there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I was there. Yeah, no, that that was an awesome documentary. It was really good. Uh, no, it, and they had a really really cool um, release. Like, so, so FAI is a is a mission organization that's pretty young, I think. Yeah, and actually, it was a girl from our church who went over there under FAI. Uh, and FA- FAI is FAI is based not, in where? Uh, Syria. Okay, that that was their main outreach. And it's not a Mennonite uh, organization. It is Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely an emphasis on just Jesus and doing the work of Jesus. Um, and it's, it's amazing what they did. They're not, FAI is not, I don't think they ha- have access to Syria right now mm-hmm. uh, because I think Israel pulled out <clears throat> of Syria and they were actually working alongside the Israeli government. I see, I see. Over there. Um, but it's an awesome documentary. They had a really, really cool way of releasing it. Um, they, they basically, um, like, or like the, the documentary itself, they kind of had like a, a screening, an open, well, one night screening. And um, they reached out, they made it available to anyone that wanted access to the documentary, it was free. But there were some conditions. They said, number one, you have to pray before you watch it. And number two, you have to lift an offering. And you don't have to give it to FAI, but you have to give it, lift an offering to give to some sort of ministry. Um, and yeah, if you, you could register with, I think it was through Facebook, I think, you could register with FAI and they would then plot you as a location that people could go to I see. To, to have this screen, to watch the screen. Yeah, okay. Well, that's it was cool. On a certain, it was a, a certain where, night. Where did you watch it? Over at Jonathan's house. Okay. Is that where you watch it too? Yeah. Yeah. He, and so yeah, could you, can you still, you there. Yeah. can you still watch it? Yes, it is totally, yes, it's, it's free to share. It's not on IMDb's, but no, I was it's... looking at what the rating was. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was a, I figured maybe it was on like iTunes or. No, it's, it's not, no. But yeah, you, you can... stream it through their website? I don't know. Oh, Okay. I, I'd imagine, like, in order for Jonathan's to get it, all they had to do was just download it. Okay. And it's it's a, it's a it's I will warn you, it's graphic as far as like there is definitely like, the FAI does a lot of medical mm-hmm. services for people, and there's definitely some some bloody, gory stuff. Uh, people being wounded from the bombs in Syria. So not not a family not a family video. Not exactly. No, it's it's pretty intense. I think intense mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. the right word, but it is powerful. And what I really appreciated about the um, the documentary is like normally when you when you uh, listen to a presentation from a mission organization, they give you a lot of facts. They mm-hmm. they give you like numbers. Like we have <clears throat> this many uh, volunteers right now. We have uh, this many. Uh, uh, stations mm-hmm. posted around. Yeah. I'm just it's, thinking World Missionary Press has like, they're, they're all about numbers. They are. And I did a study on them. They're, it's insane. It, it's actually really it, incredible. It is awesome. But anyways, what I appreciate about FAI's documentary was just the emphasis on doing the Lord's work and being on fire for him. It wasn't necessarily a thing of like, come and join FAI or anything like that. At the last, the, the entire documentary is about an hour and a half long. And I think the last minute it actually shows statistics on FAI. Like, that's it. Wow. Uh, the rest is just showing what's... It, it's also just uh, them trying to make you aware of what's going on over in Syria mm-hmm. or what has been going on and how much of a need there is for people to, to join the frontier. The frontier is what uh, the documentary is called, the frontier. Um, and it also has a lot of good stuff about... Uh, 
they 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 tried to follow the model of um, Hudson Taylor. Mm. Uh, he started the uh, the mission to China, and they also just share some really awesome stories from that. And and they definitely try to follow his model of offering medicine, <clears throat> using medicine as a door to get into um, an unreached people group. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. Anyways, right. yeah, that was awesome. We're getting towards the end of the, the episode. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, Brian, I think we're going to have you back on to share some of the rest of your story then and uh, about your experience at Bible school sometime this spring, maybe. Yeah. And I think it's especially good, I think, for our listeners to hear uh, kind of things that inspired you or or helped you and, and how they how listeners can help people that they know whether it is a family member maybe or someone that they know through school maybe or maybe a boys and girls club mm-hmm. it just made mm-hmm. something yeah it's you can be a huge encouragement to people that are out there and uh and yeah, we're going to ask you what you thought of Bible school. So take notes. Okay. Yeah, take notes. Yeah. Oh, you're going to love it, though. The food. Since you're a foodie, the food is just... I've never been to Maranatha. You, you, so I don't you, know you cannot get better food than at Maranatha. I'm sorry. Like, even... <laughs> really? Even, I would... That's like, not even their pitch. Maybe that should be their pitch. It, it, the bullet point, bullet point is great food. That's one of the bullet points. I mean, I grew up in a home where I had great food all the time and this was like Copious it felt like miracle whip it felt like home <laughs> it felt dressing. like home the whole time I was there because of the food it Diabetes. was just like oh so good <laughs> alright Brian was there anything else that you did want to say before we wrap up this episode um I just want to leave you guys with everything you can have everything but everything is not nothing without God so mm-hmm. therefore you need to stick with the Bible and mm. yeah Stay with God, and He will come through for you like He did for me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. All right, thank you, Brian. Right, Jeff, I, for, I forgot we do have one so more edible. Jeff just opened up his edible. I just opened up the edibles. It looks like a can of. Oh worms. It literally goodness. looks like a can of worms. So this is it's so gross. What is this? It's so gross. Um, so Mediterranean <laughs> dolmas, which is stuffed grape leaves with rice, currants, and pine nuts. It's so slimy. It looks. <laughs> it's olive oil, so it's gonna oh, look okay. slimy. So at least we know it's you know it's olive oil. Olive oil is great. You dip bread in it, so <laughs> I'm trying to convince myself that this looks good, and I am not doing a very good job. It does not look good. So it's it, it's it's basically I see it's a leaf, and it's wrapped up in a little mini tortilla burrito shape, whatever you want to call it, about two inches long, and stuffed with stuff. But I I'm just not sure. Stuffed with stuff. <laughs> I'm not sure about eating the leaves. Like you must eat. Obviously, it all, you Jeff. have to eat the leaves. You can't pick and choose. What, what is going on? Why, why is the, why why is is the, the why is the theme music? The podcast is trying to stop you. itself. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, taking no. over. Oh, Ruben, it's rebelling. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> fork one of these are out. Raging against us. They are. Oh, it's oh, sick. Oh, uh, Jeff, this, 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 this just looks terrible. Just pass it around. Oh. Um, it must be healthy. <laughs> Uh, it's I'm really sure green. it's healthy. It's very green. It's um, oh. wow. <laughs> of all the things that I've had, I, I, I no, it no, cannot. The pig brains. Was it gross. cannot be worse than the pig brains. I promise you that. that. Was so I, the pig brains was nasty. I will not eat pig brains again. That, I, I will not eat any brains again. That was just that was just <laughs> disgusting. It smells horrible. Does it? It smell. It's it's a very savory thing. I think maybe we should have eaten this first. Because now no, that we've it had ruined the dessert. Now that we've had the sweet, you no, know, the dessert could like wash it out. But now that we've had the sweet, the savory is just like unappealing. Plus, we've all eaten lunch, and so I'm not hungry at all. All right, well, I'm I'm digging in. All right, I'm going with a pretty decent sized bite. I'm. Are you eating half? Yep, I am too. Half of a whole roll. Hmm. Not anywhere close to as bad as it looks. No, but I wouldn't get hungry for this. But no, it's okay. I would eat. I'll eat the I, whole I like thing. I like the spices in it. The spices in it is a, is a good blend of Mediterranean spices, but the texture. Yeah, the texture. The, the sliminess unsettling. thereof is yeah. just yeah. no. 
not for me. If it was just the stuff on the inside, mm-hmm. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. But the fact the that the inside it tastes like rice. Is it is rice. It is rice. But but the fact that it's just wrapped in a leaf, which is soaked in oil, it's just like kind of a slimy texture. It's just like a a stringy thing that just kind of like doesn't really chew very well. And yeah, you know, yeah. Brian, you're a foodie. What is something new that you've had in the last? whatever, a few months that you either loved and that people should try it or something that knew that you tried it. It's just like not, it's not good. Stay away from it. Um, Dalmas. Besides, <laughs> besides Dalmas. Definitely stay away from Dalmas. Unless no, you find no, it. Not definitely. You know, you know what? If this was hot, I think it would be better. If it wasn't sitting in a can for who knows how long, it probably would be better. If it was fresh. If yeah. it was fresh. This is like... Yeah. Soggy. Yeah. With oil. <laughs> anyway, Brian. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There was some really good stuff that Lori Zimmerman made. Her food is always good, so She's I was Lori not surprised. Oh, yeah. but hey, Lori's sister, Grace, is a cook at Bible school. Okay, is she good? Yes. <laughs> but there was like a, it was like a vegetable <laughs> I'm just saying. She is. Quiet. Quiet. It was like a vegetable something where it was kind of like sweet, and then it had crumbles on top of it. Yeah, it was really good. Was this at a youth banquet? At the youth banquet, yeah. Okay. You remember what vegetable it was, or well, it was like mixed vegetables. Oh, okay, okay. yeah, really good. All right, <sighs> I'm looking at our Kanban board. I think we have one more thing. <clears throat> yeah, I believe we have one more thing. I yeah, think we have thing. one more thing. Layton, it says, uh, "Hey Brian, do you think we have one more thing?" Mm-hmm. Christmas parody. <laughs> we a what? Yes, a Christmas parody. Do you have a document that appeared on your screen? I do. <clears throat> Care to share? Yeah. And this will take the place of the point, I it, think. It will? Yeah. Because I didn't make any notes. <laughs> Twas a minute before recording when at Paul's Haas, not a creature was stirring, not even a fleekly mass. <laughs> the mics were turned on, the Kanban board bare. Ruben is frustrated. There are no topics there. What, what kind of podcast will this be when nothing is planned? After 250 episodes, we're still doing this offhand. Ruben hits record. Leighton scrambles for his phone because to him, today's date is unknown. Jeff brought the coffee along with his cough and attempts to keep on throwing all the topics off. With facts and tidbits that are so bland, Reuben listens until he finally can't stand. (laughs) (laughs) We need to move on, Reuben says with a shout. Feedback is what we need to talk about. We are grateful for every piece of feedback we get, but unless it's messaged or written, we'll probably forget. Listeners are waiting, refreshing their feed. Their ears are itching, a quick fix they need. Jeffy chimes in with a jingle or two and once again forgets an edible to chew. (laughs) Whether Google or Apple or Facebook or Yelp, these tech tips are guaranteed to help. Get to the point. The time is now up. It's been so long the Main Street coffee is now cold in my cup. Merry Christmas from the French press. We hope this episode helps you to de-stress. Oh, there's a link that listeners smash that provides the podcast with its cash. I think that's it. <laughs> very good, very good. That was mostly written by Layton, but I did chime in a little bit here and there. Yeah, that, 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 was, that was well done. Well done. All right. <sighs> but yes, Merry Christmas to everyone. Merry Christoc. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, how do you say it in, in, in German? There's actually a way to say it in German. We got a Christmas card from somebody, and they wrote their message in German. That was pretty cool. Ah. Hmm. Hitzli? Is that, like, um, excited? Hitzli? Hitzli Kritschdok is about the best I could come up with. Yeah, it's it's some, it's some, like, you wouldn't even, I didn't even understand it when I read it. So That's it's sick. So German. <laughs> it's, it's I don't so know German. if we'll have an episode before, this will probably be the last one before 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Are well, we going to record on uh, New Year's? We probably. could record well, next Sunday. Well, that's what I was saying. Probably not. I think we're taking a Christmas break. A Christmas break. So, 
Well, so I was right. <laughs> well, no, but you didn't even think we were going to get this episode in, Jeff. No, I thought we were going to get next week's in then. Oh. Oh. Yeah, you were right. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. Elaine, do you have a word? Uh, oh, my. I do, but it's totally unrelated to anything that is on topic um, that was talked about. But I did find out. I, I wanted to... Because this is the French press, I wanted to learn what was Christmas in French. Do you know what it is? Noel. 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 No oh. way. The, apparently, you know, it's not the first, the first Noel. Yeah. The angels did say, angels speak French. What? Wow. Who knew? <sighs> yeah, Noel Angels is. speak French and God speaks German. <laughs> <laughs> No, he speaks Hebrew. No, he speaks German. <laughs> Didn't you know that? Uh, no. This is too lame. I will not let you get away with uh, it. It's, it's like the lame. oldest Amish joke in the book. Okay. Anyways. Fine, go ahead and say it. No, Sorry, I can't even say it right because it's so old. It's been I'll, so chewed. I'll say it uh, as much as best I can. Yeah, you always say, well, yeah, God speaks German because in Genesis it says, Adam, uh, Autumn Wubishtu. Autumn Wubishtu. <laughs> because they're reading it in German. Yeah. It's just, it's it's a bad joke. Yeah, very bad joke. <laughs> All right. Noel. Noel.